Uh, let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the day in which you've given us, God. We thank you for the opportunity to come into your house, God. We ask in the next few moments as we learn uh, more about you uh, that we apply it to our lives, we apply <laughs> you to our lives. Uh, Father, um, let us uh, just put away all distractions and just focus in on you. Lord Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. How are we doing today? I know I asked you, but we gotta, you weren't very convincing. Bobby, how are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to continue our talk, our discussion, whatever you want to say, however you want to term it, um, in discipleship. Uh, On the back of your leaflet, thank you, Bobby, the back of your leaflet, you will see uh, the sermon notes. And some of you type A people are going to be like, yeah, I know, we got half of those, we did only half of those last week. I get that. I know that some of you had sleepless nights trying to figure out the rest of what was going to be put into this, Um, but we will get through the the remainder of it today. One thing that I want us to to, um, remember and kind of to focus deep on is that... uh, the, the need for practical discipleship, the need for discipleship is huge. We talked last week that, um, you know, the, the, that I believe that, that uh, discipleship itself, disciple making has been um, kind of run, run through the, the, the mud or, or how about even lost because of religious practices. The last thing we, we, we want is to be religious. And I know, wait a second, I'm in church, I'm not supposed to be religious well, understand that religion is something that's man-made. God did not make religion. God desires relationship. And last week we talked about how um, discipleship, and we talked um, how this, this involves our relationship with God. We used a, a term that, that we are in union with, with Christ. What we have to understand is this process is not something that is super, super, super complex. It's something that's very simple, and I think it's something that we all can do effectively. Um, let me tell you a story. We like stories, right? This is a story about me, so I'm the idiot in this story. Uh, we'd like those stories, right? I like it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, so um, some of you know that, that I have, uh, I've been dealing with a, um, a, a, a slow drain in my basement. The guys know this. My drain's clogged up. It got clogged up in the basement. And, trying to, and this been go, has been going on for probably a week and a half, two weeks or something like that. So I, I've done different things trying to figure, um, uh, trying to get this drain unclogged, shoving stuff down in there. Get, I, I went and got a snake and put a snake down, metal snake, you know, not a real snake because I don't deal with real snakes. Um, put a snake down in there and try to get the, the clog out and like nothing's working. So I, I went to, uh, to um, Mike and I said, okay, this isn't working. I need, you have something, you know, like Tim Taylor, or more power I can use. So he gives me this uh, machine, uh, which I got to get that back to you, uh, Mike. Um, he, he gave me this machine that's like this big drill with this big drum on it. Has the, the snake comes out, and you push the, the button, and it goes, and it goes out, and it goes. It's supposed to like punch through the uh, the clog and everything. Well, I I I I went through this whole process, and I, and I took this um, this this machine home on on Wednesday after church, and um, Gabe and I were, were downstairs, and Gabe was not doing anything other than coaching. 
Good, good, good job, Daddy. Go. You can get it. Um, at, at one, you know, a couple times I was, after I was bent over trying to get this thing in, I'd go like, oh, stretch out my back. And Gabe was like, Daddy, you can take a break. It's all right. Um, so he was there for moral support. I spent probably an hour and a half with the machine in which, which Mike uh, gave me. I probably should just have Mike come over and <laughs> help me with it. Um, but anywho... Uh, I, I spent all this time on this, and, and then nothing happened. Still, the drain was still clogged, and it, it just, I'm right back where, where I was. Actually, I was a little bit worse, because by this time, I'm trying to put water down, and it's getting some of that yucky stuff coming up, and it wasn't smelling too good. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? So, I'm standing there, looking at this, because I've already uh, sent Gabe to bed, because it was, it was bedtime, not because he was being... No, I mean, he was very supportive, but uh, he, it was for him to go to bed, I'm just standing there, I'm like, nothing is working. I mean, I've tried all of this stuff, and nothing is working. And then I had this uh, little voice pop up in my head, and I was like, no, I can't do that. And, 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 the, and the voice was like, uh, hey, why don't you use a plunger? I said, no, no, I, I use a snake, and I use this other thing, and I use this machine. I'm like, I get it. That, that's too simple, right? So I had Michaela bring me down the plunger, and I go over to the, the drain, and I, a few times, and what do you know? Two-ish two weeks of dealing with this, all I had to do was take a daggum plunger, right, and, and, and fix it, and we haven't had any trouble since then. Why do I tell you this story? Well, I, I think that it was God just showing me a, a good illustration for discipleship. Because a lot of times what we do is we think we need all this sophisticated stuff to, to do discipleship and to be disciples of Christ. When all we really need is we need him and we need his word. So I'll be the, you know, I'll be the, the laughing stock. I'll be the idiot that, that, that learned the lesson for us all. Um, and I want to communicate this, that we don't need to look at, at this task as daunting, like this huge thing. We need to take it for what God has given it to us as, as a command. Go and make disciples. And remember, if God tells us to do something, he gives us the ability to do it. And, and I want us to, to, to um, accept that. And I want us to, to believe that. I want us to live that. So that is um, where we're going to end up today is just kind of um, doing some nuts and bolts stuff. We're going we're gonna to answer the questions of um, what's, what is a disciple and what's discipleship and, and answer a couple other things. And, and for you grammar Nazis, I know that definitive is not a noun. Uh, the word definitive is actually an adjective. So I, I made it a noun as you see discipleship definitives. So please do not corner me about that. It just, I need another D word that made sense, right? So the definitives here that we're going to talk about is what is the definition of disciple? Because I think at, a, at the end of the day, what we see is if we were to go around, everybody would have some type of different definition of disciple. So if you were to look at Webster's Dictionary or if you were going to dictionary.com or whatever, they would give you a, a, a clear understanding of what disciple is. Well, what we want to do is we want to not only take that, but we want to take what, um, the, what, what, what the, the original word in the Greek language, um, what that meant as, as a disciple. 
And I love the, 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 uh, the simplicity of the original language. Uh, the, the original language uh, describes a disciple as one who learns. One who learns, okay? So not, not complex, one who learns. So if we're going to look at this, and you're filling in here on your leaflet, um, a disciple is, you ready? Someone who follows a person or another way of life and who submits to the discipline or the teaching of that leader or way. It's important to understand that there is a following. So it's, it, we're learning, but we're following what it is that we're learning. You can learn a lot of stuff, right? We can get, gain a lot of knowledge, but if we're not doing something with that which we gain, do we really understand that? I'm a huge proponent that I, I think that there's a lot of people who know a lot about the Bible. They know a lot about the Bible, but they don't understand any of it. Because you can know, okay, the Bible says this, but if your life isn't showing that, you're not living that way, you're not, the word here, submitting to it, we got a problem. Because that's not what, what, what the biblical definition of a disciple is. When we talk about a disciple, what we need to understand is there is something that you have to do to be a disciple. In the weeks to come, we're going to talk about where discipleship starts and all this stuff. But what we have to understand is discipleship is an action. Being a disciple is an action. You don't just kind of say, okay, I got my get out of hell free card. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to you know, kick back and everything's going to be good. I'm a disciple of Christ. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Let's go. I'm waiting on you. No, what that means, what we have to understand is there's an action we have to do. We have to submit to his will, submit to his way if we're going to wave the banner of disciple. Moving on in this, is so we kind of get a, a, a little picture of what a disciple is. Discipleship is not that, 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 is not that complex either. In your notes, there's, it says this. Discipleship is the state or condition, whatever you want to put in there, state or condition, both are correct. So it's, it's the state or condition whereby individuals live out what it means to be a disciple. I, I, I love that, uh, the, the suffix, that, that when you put it on the end uh, of a word like this, ship, discipleship. What that ship does is it makes it, it forms a noun of state, of being, of a condition of which that it contains. Okay, we have a disciple. So what it is a disciple is doing? That's discipleship. Why is that so so very important? Well, I, I think that we when we look at. Big words like that, and, and some of you that will, will push back and say, well, you know what? Discipleship isn't even, that, that word is not in, in the Bible. Okay, you, you're right, it's not in the Bible. But the state or, or condition to, to do that is in the Bible. What we have to understand is if we're going to identify as a disciple, we need to be a disciple, right? Right? I love, you know, it's Nike, right? Just do it. So if you were going to say, hey, I'm a disciple of Christ, okay, let's do this. 
The state or condition of your life, does it reflect being a disciple of Christ? If we look at this, some will push back and say, well, okay, wait a second. You're not saying anything at all about those who make disciples. Because discipleship includes making disciples and, and, or yeah, being a disciple maker, but also making or being on the receiving end of, of, of this. What we have to understand is discipleship in its purest form is just people being disciples. And people being disciples, disciples are made. Disciples make disciples. There's no, remember, there's no special formula here. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you will make disciples of Jesus Christ. Who will make disciples of Jesus Christ? Who will make disciples of Jesus Christ? And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. What we have to, 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 to grasp is the truth behind that. The devil wants us to, to, to think about this. Oh, this is a, you know, beyond you. You can't, all, you can't do this. No, you can do it, right? You, you can make disciples. Why? Because that's what Jesus said to do. He, he says this, and we have to understand, we've got to kind of grab, wrap our, our mind about around that if, if, if we are disciples of Christ, if we are, remember, one who learns, if we are learning more and more and more about Jesus, not just with the head stuff, learning in our head, but in our hearts and understanding this, a natural, a natural progression is that as you are being made into a disciple, that's going to flow through you and you're going to make disciples. And that's going to flow through them. They're going to make disciples. What we have to understand is we can, we can help that process. Some people, the, 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 the disciple-making process is a little bit more difficult than, than others. It takes more time. Fine. But I think our biggest inhibitor is fear. We don't make disciples because we're, we're, we're fearful. We don't have the confidence to do this. Well, actually, uh, the, the elders and I are we're working on um, a, confidence, a confidence builder for discipleship um, that we're going to be unleashing here in the near future. But what we need to understand is that as you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, as you're waving this flag of, I'm with him, I'm a disciple, you need to make sure that you grasp that you're making disciples and you're called to make disciples. I think one of the things that we need to kind of laser focus in on in this whole disciple-making process is the next point here. To be a disciple, this is your next fill-in here. To be a disciple, you must be certain of the one you're following. I know some, some will just say, oh, well, duh, that, that, that's, that's, that's stupid. I get that. Yeah, you, you have to be certain. But for some, it's like, it's, it's not as clear. How are you supposed to follow Jesus if you don't know anything about Jesus? This is that part where, where, where people are like, I'm just blindly following after God. 
That's not what God wants. God doesn't want you to close your eyes and just wander and grope for him. No, he wants us to open our eyes. That's why he uses the, the, the example we see multiple times in the gospel that Jesus heals the, the, the eyes of the blind so they can see. That's a spiritual representation that, that when we come into relationship with God, our, our, our spiritual eyes are open. Why are they, the spiritual eyes open? So we can see God. So we can know him. So we can grow in the relationship with him. So when we're talking about discipleship, we need to be certain about the one in which we follow. So with that, uh, turn to John chapter 6. Because what, what, what happens, I can stand up here and, and, and you know, talk about this until I'm blue in the face. But what happens is um, most people start off well. Most people have a good uh, intention, they have a good thought process of, all right, I'm going to be a disciple, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my, my darndest to, to do this. But as soon as, it, it, as a tough spot comes in their, 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 their life, for, for maybe you're a parent where your kids start acting out, and you're like, well, well, wait a second, this is a little bit difficult. Or maybe you're a kid in here, and you get opposition at school or something. I, I don't know. But whatever that, that, that tough spot or that attack happens. What we need to know is the truth of God because that's going to sustain us through those times. If we're not certain about who Jesus is, I will go out and you guys can, can you know, ring me up later for this. I will say this. If you're not certain or someone is not certain about who Jesus is, they're not going to follow him for long. They're going to start out well. And they're going to say, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with, with this Jesus. He can give me eternal life. And Yeah, I'm, I'm there. But if they don't truly know who he is, when the stuff hits the fan, they're going to say, deuces, I'm out. And then we're going to wonder, like, wait a second, he was so you know, involved in this, that, and the other. Well, it all comes down to that thinking process. They, they weren't thinking truly on who Jesus really is. In John chapter 6, verse 60. <clears throat> John chapter 6, verse 60. This is an interesting encounter here that Jesus has with his disciples. He just got done giving them some very hard truths. He just got done telling them, okay, if you want to um, follow after me, he says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He just got done saying that. That was in verse um, 50, 53. He just got telling his, his, his disciples, so if you're going to be a disciple of, of me, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. What? we got to be cannibals. Right? That, that's what it sounds like. No, but that's not what he's saying. He, he's referring to the, 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 the trust, the belief in him. You need to feed on me. Feed on my words. You need to understand that the, the blood that which is, is shed is for you, is for the, the, the atonement for sin. 
He says here, so this is a a very hard teaching, a very difficult thing for disciples to hear. And what we're going to see is this is the bigger, larger group of disciples that Jesus is talking to initially. He says there in verse 60, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, and that's a, you know that that doesn't refer to us because we would never grumble, right? <laughs> His disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? He's, basically what Jesus is saying is, okay, you think this is tough. I'm telling you that you need to feed on me and what I say and what I've, I've exampled for you. If you think that's tough, just wait till you see me leaving on a jet plane, right? What, what, what about that? Is that going to be difficult for you too? And then he goes right into a, a beautiful solution to this problem for these disciples. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. He, Jesus knew who he was dealing with. He, he comes out and he says, okay, yeah, this is, this is difficult. It's going to get even more difficult, but the, here's what's going to sustain you. If you'd notice there that, 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 that um, in 63, the Spirit is capitalized. He's referring to the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the, the paraclete, the advocate, the one who's going to come when Jesus leaves on, on the, and then on the day of Pentecost, he's going to indwell believers from that day forward. The one who resides inside of us. He goes on, it goes on here to say, For Jesus knew from the beginning those who uh, did not believe and who it, w- it was who would betray him. Jesus knew that there were some fake people around him. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is uh, the seven sons of Sceva, and we talk about fake in the funk. There's a lot of people that come to church and I'm not saying here, I'm just saying Sunday churches throughout the country. People come to church and they're fake. They don't really want to be there. Their, their, their wife's making them, their husband's making them. They'll go through the whole, good morning, brother. God bless you. How are you doing this morning? Right? They'll go through all of that, but down deep inside they're like, and what time's a game come on? I got somewhere better I need to be. They're a disciple on the outside, but on the inside, they could give a rip less. You know, they don't care what's going on. I, I, I don't want to think that anybody in here is like that. But, but, but if you are, and, and I'm not the judge, I, God's the judge, don't think you're fooling anybody. Even if the, the rest of you around you kind of are like, wow, they're a, they're a godly person. Well, here, here's the deal. God knows. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's his judgment that matters. No, no, no one else. So don't think that you're like, you're pulling a fast one and a whoo, I got through another Sunday and they all think that I'm just the holiest, you know, the holy roller in there. Okay, we'll give you a button. That, we'll give, that button alone will give you a, probably a first class line to hell. Don't be fake. And it's not, I'm standing up here being holier than that. No, 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 no. 
I, I, I'm the one saying, hey, the house is on fire. The house is on fire. Don't go in there. The house is on fire, right? Be true because God knows you're not going to fool him. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Just, just, just ponder that for a second. Let that sink in because how many times do we say this? And, and to be honest with yourself, if, if I could just see Jesus, you know, if I could just be like Thomas and, and, and put my fingers in, in the nails, in his, in the nail holes in his hand and put my hand in his side, if I could just do that, man, I would follow Jesus everywhere. These men and women that were following Jesus here were with Jesus. They could reach out and touch Jesus like, you know, like I'm touching Matt. They could touch him. But when things got tough, what'd they do? Man, peace out. Yeah, it's deuces. We're, we're, give, me, give me a mic. They dropped the mic, right? <laughs> dropped the mic and just walked off. And it wasn't the Verizon commercial where they pulled out another mic and dropped it. Y'all see that commercial yet? It's funny. It's stupid, though. But anywho, when, 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 when the, the going got tough, they said, man, I can't do this. You want me to do what? You know how people are going to look at me? You know what people are going to say about me? After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the 12, so, so look at this. How many went away at that point? We don't know. We know that there was large crowds following him. We know after Jesus was crucified that in the upper room in one place there was gathered about 120 disciples. So is there hundreds of disciples around right now? I don't know. Maybe. There was more than 12. We know that. Because here it says, you know, once they left, the ones that couldn't, couldn't handle it, it says he turned to the twelve. Do you want to go away as well? Jesus gave him the option. He gave him the option, okay, yeah, it's going to get tough. You are going to have to change stuff about your life. Do you want to go away as well? No one in here, because everybody else is around, would want to answer that question honestly. When God says, change this, this about you is wrong, you need to change this. Well, that's hard. Okay, Jesus then asked the question, do you want to go away? Notice it says, do you want to go away? He ain't moving. He's standing firm. Okay, here, I'm here. I'm the way, the truth, the life. I created all of this which we'll, we'll talk about next week because obviously we're not going to get into it this week, prolonging the, the series one more week. That's all right. He says, I created all of this. I can give life. You, 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 you want to stay or do you want to go? And then that, that, that famous song comes in, uh, should I stay or should I go? Nah. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, but that, that's what he's saying. He's saying, you, do you want to go? 
And the spokesperson for the disciples speaks up. I love Simon Peter. Dude was, I, I, I'm, when we talk about it and you always kind of like fantasize about who in the Bible are you most like? I think I'm most like Peter um, because he, man, he shouted stuff out and then he was like, wait a second, Jesus just told me to get behind him and called me Satan. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, so I think that this is the guy in which I want to identify with sometimes, but other times it's like, wait a second, this time is one of those like, yeah, here we go. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? He's like, well, you say, wait, wait, no, 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 wait, I, I don't, where would we go? Where, 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 where do you want to, to whom shall we go? And, and that, I don't see him calm about this. Too, too many times we read the, the, the Bible in monotone. We need to understand that Peter, I think here, was like, no, wait, Lord, no, like, where are we going to go? It says here that, okay, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. God, Jesus, where are we going to go? I mean, because we believe it is what it is you're saying. You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That we've come to know. It's, we've entered into relationship and we're like, okay, no, we're not going to break this. We have nowhere else to go. And having nowhere else to go is a good place to be sometimes. Too many times people want options, right? We think that we can, we can enter into uh, uh, the reading of the Bible just like we enter into Golden Corral. I'm going to pick a little bit of this. I'm going to pick a little bit of this. I'm going to pick a little. Ooh, I don't like that. No, leave that there. I'm going to get this. It doesn't work. What Jesus is clear here, what Peter is clear here saying about Jesus is, you have eternal, your words are eternal life. You give us that. We believe that. And we have come to know, we have come into relationship. We are, we are coming into union with you. We've got to accept this. We, we, we've got to hold on to this. We've got to live this. Even though, I know there's a bunch of, a bunch of those other cats that left. But we're, we're, we're here. Our, our, our faith is in you. Our trust is in you. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Why did John put that in? That's one of my questions. Why did he... Why did he that, why did he recall what, that, 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 that the answer to, to what Peter said, um, or to, the answer that, 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 that Peter uh, had to Jesus, what, and the, the answer that Jesus gave, like, okay, here's the deal. Simon, you, you're saying, you're, gonna, you're staying. Oh, awesome. I, I, I still know that one still doesn't believe. One is still going to fall away. One of you just isn't going to get it until it's way too late. 
I like to look at this and understand how discipleship really takes place. Discipleship is not this program that, 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 that um, is set forth. It's a situation by situation um, and acting and living out in our lives. If the disciples, the 12, knew that it was Judas that was going to uh, jack things all up at the end there, don't you think early on they would have tried to kick his butt out? Even when he went to betray Jesus and, 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 and sell him over to uh, the, the chief priests, they still didn't really totally grasp it. God allowed the, 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 this, this, as we would think, insanity to happen amongst the disciples. Why is that? Why? <laughs> I think it's because it gives us hope as a church because there is some insane people inside our church. If you're not saying amen, it's because you are. <laughs> right? Now, even amongst the jacked upness that we have, God can still use us for good. Understanding that we need to learn more about who Jesus is, and that's going to uh, then uh, make us approach things differently. Knowing that makes all the difference in the world. Remember what, what we, we talked about last week about the big idea that discipleship is responding to the responsibilities and challenges that Jesus associates to being his disciples. There are responsibilities and challenges that are going to present themselves. And it's not going to be the easiest thing to do, but it's going to be the right thing to do. And it's going to be the eternal thing to do. And that's what we need to hold on to as we go forward in all of this. Let's do this. We'll stop right there because just because, I guess, we can go on for another hour. Next week, here's what we're going to, we're going to accomplish what it is I told you we were going to accomplish today. It's about knowing for certain who the one that you're following if you want to, if some of you want to read ahead, we're going to be looking at three main texts. John chapter 17, Colossians chapter 1, primarily verse 15 through 20, and Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. We'll spend our, 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 our 30 minutes together-ish looking at who Jesus is. Not who you think he is, not who I think he is, but who the Bible says he is. So when he says that you're to make disciples and you're to live for him, and he asks you, do you want to go away too? Then we can say, no, 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 because this is who you are. This is where I want to be. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your day this day that you've given us. God, we, we, we thank you for the opportunity to open your word, to talk about um, disciples and discipleship and what it is that, that is your heartbeat. God, we ask as we um, get ready to end with a, a song of praise that we don't just take the, 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 the teaching lightly. And it's not 
taking my words, it's, but taking your word and, and, and applying this to our lives. God, we, we don't want to be fake. We don't want to be the Matthew 7 people that are going to say, hey, we cast out demons in your name and we prophesied in your name and you say, go away from me, I don't know you. God, let us come into relation and into commune and into union with you and live there and grow there. Because you're the one as the words for eternal life. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you. Spirit, we just ask you and welcome you to, to guide us in our everyday walk as we are disciples and as we make disciples and as we be disciples. Praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's.